Welcome, dance lovers, to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Hello and welcome to Ask a Dancer, the podcast aspiring the next generation of performing artists. My name is Stacey Morgan. I'm the principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts, a dance school in the mid-north coast of New South Wales. And joining me is the ever-inspiring Paul Malik. Hello, Stacey. How, How are you doing? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm really good. Feeling pumped. Excellent. <laughs> we're live from the Victorian Dance Festival and we're so excited for the support the Victorian Dance Festival has been giving Ask a Dancer this whole weekend. You are such an integral part of the Victorian Dance Festival. Tell us about the event and how you first got involved. Um, actually, yeah, so I'm the artistic director of the festival. Um, so I do, um, I advise Kate Mead, who is the director of the um, Dance Festival. And she came up to me at another festival in Australia uh, six, seven years ago and said, Paul, I have a dream. Can I catch up with your coffee? And we'd never met before. And Seriously? Never met before this moment so she came up to me and was like I'd like to have a coffee with you we don't know each other but I'd love to chat and she pretty much just said and with her passion that she wants to bring dance to regional Victoria and she mm-hmm. wants to share and grow the community with metropolitan and regional Victoria yeah um, and that was the beginning of the dream but as the dream progressed we really are wanting to be an international festival not even just an Australian festival like really bring the entire dance world together because it's such a universal language that we all share and we're all human and we all love to dance so it's actually for everyone and what Kate's really taught me is that dance is for everyone yes from all abilities everyone deserves to um, share these experiences with us which is really beautiful and that's why I believe in the festival the festival has been such an incredible community spirit. I have never been to an event that has such a focus on community and not on competition, especially in the dance world because so much of what we do is competitive. But this festival has just been such an eye-opener for me of that that joy of dance and people together sharing the joy of dance. And you're exactly right. There's been people of all ages and all abilities, um, old people and young people out there on the dance floor just getting stuck into class with these incredible choreographers. Indeed, indeed. We do definitely live in a world of this rife with competition dance and um, there are so many benefits of that but also dance is such a very, very broad thing worldwide. Not every country even does competition dance. So I think competition dance in itself is a separate industry than dance and we have to really separate the two. Yeah. Um, yeah, but everything has their place. That is a whole other conversation. I feel like for the purpose of Ask a Dancer, I need to have a Paul and how did you get into dance episode. And then we need to have a Paul and your thoughts on competition yeah. and choreography episode. And then a Paul, let's talk about uh, transit and what you're doing now. Yeah. And uh, along the lines of you spoke so beautifully at the Victorian Dance Festival's Teacher's Day yeah. about... Um, your three mantras for life and and how they have influenced your choreography and the way that you live your life that's a whole other episode that we need to do a little bit later so i'm happy to just hang out for you for an entire week and we can just podcast away i think that's exactly what we have to do but we'll start today with just kind of maybe a little bit of an introduction so that people can get to know you a little bit better how did dance first enter your life um well i was actually blessed to be born into the dance studio life because my mother karen malik ran a dance studio since she was 19 years old um she didn't have me at 19 so she was in her 20s and um, so I was born in a small country town of Mormal and um, my dad worked night shifts so I grew up in the studio um, occasionally we had a nanny <laughs> or just a little bit of a babysitter yeah. um, but the majority of my childhood was spent in the studio um, did you love it immediately? yes okay. definitely I, yeah. I, I, was, I was quite a naive kid I, I, I was very open and loved everyone and trusted everyone and I just, I just trusted that I was supposed to be doing what I was doing at that time yeah yeah, whether it was dancing, you know, I, I dabbled in basketball, I played a bit of tennis, but dance... 
definitely was what made me be me. Does that yes. make sense? It was, yeah. it was the place I could always go, I'm not being judged. Yes, I'm being which myself. Was, I'm being myself always, which was a really great thing. And I um, attribute that to Caramel, but also Judy Gray, who owned the dance studio. And she taught me a lot because, um, not that my mother and I ever butted heads, but we butted heads <laughs> when I was a child. Yeah. When we talked, as most people do. There's nothing harder than teaching your own child. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. And so your dance, uh, dance being so much a part of your life is, is taken all the way through now to your running your own dance school studio uh, world community absolutely in transit dance uh tell us some memorable moments between you know that beginning in the small dance studio in the small community to this this empire that you're now building what's been some memorable experiences along the way i haven't really um thought about it until right this second but i guess the feeling of that local dance school in Mall and the community that my mother and Judy created all those years ago together, for me growing up, is kind of the feeling I get when I walk in. It's, it's almost like a nostalgic feeling when you walk in because it's so inspiring. And when you're a kid, you're inspired by everything. Yeah. Um, and that's what we've really tried to do at Transit is create an environment that is so open and welcoming and just spurs creativity instantly. Like you want to feel like you can create all the time at Transit. Um, so it's funny that they're kind of like um, the bookends of my life at the, at the moment. And yeah. In the middle, I've been through many different environments, um, learning and training. Um, I went to Victorian College of the Arts Secondary School, mm-hmm. um, which I think in its entirety was just a highlight. I was very blessed to get some very um, incredible training. But the best thing I think I got out of school is my group of friends, yeah. um, which is, is, is really interesting. And we're still best friends today. And um, one of my best friends from high school is Adrian Ricks, who's the director of dance and ministry of dance. Yes. You know, and, um, to be able to share in this life still to this day um, is probably one of the most memorable moments. So it's not so much um, who I was trained by, but actually the people I met, because yes. they're still so fabulously poignant in my life. Um, like Ross Hannaford teaches at Transit Dance. Um, I met Kim Adam, who's the director of jazz at Transit Dance, at full time. Yeah. Um, so we've known each other for over 18 years, almost 20 years, um, <laughs> two decades, wow. Um, so I think, you really need to cherish as you're going through your training and your professional career the people you actually meet. Yeah. Um, and they're the people who are really going to get you by in life, mm-hmm. and um, they're the moments that you're going to remember always. It's really good to have that competitiveness in class, in that there are people around you that will push you and challenge you to be your best. But that's so that's that's so important. What you said about also making friends out of these people who have a mutual love of what you love. Completely. It's not always about you know, being competitive over who's going to book the next job or who's going to get to work with this choreographer or that choreographer, but sharing that experience and sharing that growth that you have both as a dancer and personally as you go along that journey. Yeah, it's so interesting because also the so many people I've worked with, they've hired me, <laughs> I've yeah. trained with. I mean, um, so many people who were standing over there or about there, they're, they're either on the front desk of an audition thing and they're, 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 they're actually the assistant to the director and there's so many people that will surprise you along the way. So I really implore, be kind and generous to all people um, no matter what you think when you're growing up and going through training you know when you're a kid you can be really judgmental yeah um, we're all afraid of being judged but yeah. in our youth um, we do judge also especially um, people who come from high technical backgrounds to non-technical backgrounds or urban dance to people that uh, we're threatened you know, by exactly because yeah. really, you're not familiar with it and it doesn't sit well on your body so you either put up this fear blockage or you judge it immediately yeah. and go that's just not for me 
that's not right and so I don't think it's for you either but that's fine so be really cautious about how you um, deliver your that blockage to other people and what the message you're sending out perception wise Mm. is really important growing up as well yeah Speaking of growing up, were there any moments, you know, Ask a Dancer is about inspiring the next generation of performing artists and it's not, uh, the performing arts is not an easy career route. It's not always going to be peaches and cream. Uh, Do you have a particular moment or a struggle or something that was really tough for you during that journey that you now look back on and go, well, that that was full on, but I I made it out the other side and and I learned so much from it? Yeah, I'm going to say a couple. When I was um, in year 10 at the College of the Arts, um, uh, we were all pulled in for a meeting and it was a massive kind of feel about um, I'm not going, my body's not right to be a dancer. Right. Um, so instantly being in this environment where you kind of go, hang on, my body's not right to be a dancer, I'm not going to be a dancer, That's, but I am a dancer. Like yeah. I'm studying dance full time at the age of 15. And like, I love it. I love it. Like it's all I, I live for. Yeah. And so I hear so many leading professionals go, they heard this message, you're not going to be a dancer. And normally the people who get to these kind of positions in life are the people who actually go, no, because they never say die, they're going to work harder because of that motivation. It killed me. I was going to leave and go to a co-ed school. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I was going to go to a co-ed school. I was, I was going to quit dance. Yeah at 15 um, and I was shattered with that yeah uh, but you didn't see that there was any any other because the people of my superior were telling me that I'm not going to fit into that mold yeah and that's when the biggest lesson I've learned now 20 years later as I'm 35 is that there is no mold you can say people oh you're never going to be a classical dancer you're never going to do this you're never going to do that but you know what dance is so generic and everyone thinks dance is this or dance is that. It's not. It can be anything. And if you love it and you're passionate about it, you can do it. So many people say you're not going to get a job. Make your own. Mm-hmm. There are companies for every shape, every size, every ability worldwide. I, and I, I really hate when I hear people go, they're just not going to make it. Yeah. And I go, how can we say that as superiors to these people? Because we don't know their lives. Yeah. We're not living their lives. And also they might not be right for this pigeonhole that we've decided to put them in, but there are so many opportunities. Exactly. I heard a girl um, recently say, oh, I was really disenchanted last year hearing this person talk because I just don't, I don't look like that, I don't fit like that, I don't, I don't, I'm not that. And I was like, that's for one tiny little portion of an Australian city and you're talking about dance globally as a career and it is so broad there's over a hundred contemporary dance companies in Germany each one very different we really have to understand that the message we're giving to our kids and for kids hearing these messages also remember that there is always a place for you in the world you just have to find it that's right Mm. such great advice Mm. do you have from your from your career do you have a particular teacher that really inspired you that you can remember like do you have one that you can pinpoint or it's not even a dance teacher i have many dance teachers who have inspired me through the years um mainly for always telling me no <laughs> and i always kind of wanted to prove them wrong but um, my main teacher uh, was actually a primary school teacher and i had a four years out of my seven years of primary school oh wow and what she did was What she did was she took things like geography. I never even knew I was learning geography. And suddenly we were making passports out of cardboard and we had to make a passport, get a photo done. We then had to pack 
cow bags and we had a suitcase and we walked in front of the entire school assembly and we were going on a trip around the world and for that entire term we went to different countries and we got little packages oh, and wow. tourist guides and all this incredible stuff and she was so creative in the way she delivered schoolwork. Yeah. I really connected to this person and the ability to um, engage all the students, not just the people who were good at um, retaining information. Yeah textbook people on the board which is so their minds are absolutely incredible but not everyone learns that way so she's always taken the lessons I've learned about readapting how you deliver education yes um, into my teaching and yes. through my life um, so she's probably my most inspirational teacher her name is Josephine Wade if you're listening <laughs> and I'll never forget you Oh, that's incredible. Mm. So just to finish up, do you have any advice for young dancers who are, you know, coming through the ranks, they're training now, they might be thinking, is this for me? Is dance, do I have a place? What, you know, I'm struggling, I'm in, I'm in class, I'm not, you know, doing as well as I'd hoped, but I love to dance. What advice do you have for those young dancers for the next generation coming through? I have a lot of advice. I'm gonna really try and keep it succinct. Um, I would say you have so much knowledge at the tip of your fingers. Google is an incredible thing. Try and stay away from, um, not stay away from social media, be inspired by it, but really look for what the industry actually is, not just what is um, popular on social media and mm -hmm. Instagram especially. Google dance companies, research that. Don't type contemporary dance into YouTube because you get a lot of competition dances title contemporary dance and also so you think you can dance you know which is a wonderful platform to expose dance but dance is so much broader and contemporary dance definitely was invented about 80 years before so you think you can dance was so there's a big <laughs> big range of material that you can actually go and research with many many amazing dancers and companies worldwide um, if you're feeling down and are feeling a little bit like you're not up to the standard the person standing next to you stop looking at them yes yeah if you don't want to look at yourself in the mirror don't stand in front of a mirror. Dance in your bedroom. Remember how it makes you feel, mm -hmm. not what you look like when you do it. Because yes. the, your worst judge, the person judging you the most is yourself. Um, and some, you know, my hair I'm never even really happy with, even today. Do you know what I mean? Like I wake up and I'm like, no, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> and you have to just sometimes brush it off and go, I'm going to make a difference today, whether it's to myself or to someone else. So really, if you get in a rut, um, stop looking around and eliminate the distraction and just focus on why you love dance yes because the love and passion for anything you do in life will always win over how successful inverted commas you are because if you love and are passionate about something you're going to be happy when you do it and to me that's successful that is awesome Paul Malik from Transit Dance thank you so much for joining us thank you Stacey this has been the end of part one of a, of a five-part Paul Balick series that we're going to do on Ask a Dancer. If we can tie Paul down, he's the busiest man I know, um, for another interview at another time. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks That'll for listening brilliant. to Ask a Dancer. If you would like to subscribe to us on iTunes, that would be great. That helps us share the love. If you can leave us a rating or review, even better. I know that you love dance and that you've got lots of people in your life that also love dance. Please share the podcast with them as well. We are broadcasting live from the Victorian Dance Festival. Thank you so much for joining us on Ask a Dancer and we'll be back with more interviews very very soon. Thanks for listening to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Get in touch with us at WPMPA.co or at Dance Q&A on Twitter.